0: Mark Cuban says there's no way Bitcoin can ever become a reliable currency. Vinny Lingam is about to win a big Bitcoin price bet. And Jack Dorsey does a series of tweets indicating that Twitter may be moving towards decentralization. Another alleged crypto Ponzi scheme sees three people arrested. Nike has patented a system for tokenizing shoes and a new crypto game will see people battling it out on blockchain. We've got plenty of news and included in that is a special interview with Mo Levin, the founder of the North American Bitcoin Conference. It's one of the continent's biggest crypto events, takes place in Miami in January. And guess who's going to be on location? If you guessed Taylor Swift, you're probably wrong. If you guessed Satoshi Nakamoto, we can't really say. But if you guessed myself and Travis, ding, 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 you win. In fact, you can win a ticket to the event free. So listen in and listen up. This is our Bad News episode number 345 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Who's bad? Greetings from around the world anywhere you are on the planets that we call home planet Earth that we believe is pretty darn round. This is the bad crypto podcast I'm Joel comm alongside my co-host compadre and friend, Mr. Travis Wright.
1: Yes, thank you, citizens of the Republic of Bad Cryptopia, and everyone else that is here on this third rock from the sun, protected by this big-ass Jupiter protecting us.
0: Thank you. You know, sometimes it's the fourth rock, right? When the moon is on the side that's closer to um, the sun, then we're the fourth rock.
1: You're such a contrarian. So let me tell
0: my story. Yeah. I'm a contrarian. You're
1: a Joel contrarian, Dude, we got a packed
0: episode today. There is so much really interesting news to go down. But before we get to that, I want to get to this interview we did with Mo Levin, because there is only a handful, uh, a handful, it's like a landfill in your hand. There's only a handful of... Of major crypto conferences each year. You know, we just came from World CryptoCon in Vegas Blockchain Week back in October. Consensus comes up in uh, New York in May. And, but in between all that, the conference every January in Miami, the North American Bitcoin Conference. And we're going to be there, Travis.
1: We are. And we had a fun interview with Mo. So, like, Mo is an OG. Mo knows some people we're going to do actually do bad crypto at the event we're going to interview Mo we're also going to be chatting with Marshall Long who is a friend of the show and uh, helped with bad coin significantly creating of that and then we're also going to have Charlie Lee on that's the that's the expected right now there might be some, some no. schedule changes but no, no no no,
0: no. Wrong, wrong Charlie not Charlie Lee Nope, wrong Charlie. Pick another Charlie. Spin the wheel of Charlie. Charlie Shrem? <laughs> yes, it would be Charlie Shrem. Sorry, Charlie Lee, but we hope to see you at the event.
1: I thought it was anyway. Charlie Lee. See, I was under the impression that was the thing. I'm not I'm not going to Miami uh, blo- uh, Bitcoin thing now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? In, in lieu of that, let's hear what Moe's got to say. There's one place on earth that I never want to go in the summer. Because it is like humidity from hell, and that place is Miami, Florida. However, in the winter, heck yeah, sign me up for a little Miami, and that's what Mr. Travis Wright and I are going to do as we bring Bad Crypto Live to the North American Bitcoin Conference, January 15th through 17th in Miami, Florida. And with us today, we have the founder of btc miami that's the website btcmiami.com it's mo hey mo oh hey joe hey travis whoo, whoo, whoo. hey how you doing there thanks for having me on the show he's not mo howard he's mo levin but he is a wise guy yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Ooh, ooh,
0: ooh, ooh. So, Mo, welcome. We're super excited to be coming to uh, the North American Bitcoin Conference for the first time. And apparently you don't know us really well and you're foolishly putting us up on your main stage to do our podcast. You know
2: what? I like your energy. And uh, that's what we need in this industry. We need some good vibes. And I'm not much for the Burning Man vibes and but is this a family show? Could I swear?
0: You just did. I mean, it's not, it's not can you, this, it's will you. Is this going to be edited out? You got bleeped. No, we're going to leave all this in, but you just got bleeped, Bubba. So. Uh,
2: no, there's a lot of uh, strange energy that's been in the industry for a while. And having a show in Miami where there's hot weather, good weather, good people, fantastic food, great parties – we just need it, and that's been the attitude ever since. Let's make a party in Miami and celebrate what everybody is doing rather than uh, complaining.
1: Now, I recall, I might be wrong on this, but wasn't the Bitcoin conference in Miami, wasn't the one that received some flag for having, like, the after party at a strip club? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, yeah the, I'm the, sad to have missed that, but quite frankly.
2: <laughs> we, we made a misstep there. We misjudged a lot of things that that event <laughs> i you don't know,
0: know that i was aware of that but thanks for bringing that up mr travis right uh mo talk a little <laughs> bit about this is the what the <laughs> you know you,
2: you know what somebody that actually went to that party met his uh fiance there not uh, not working there but another attendee and uh so true love happened
0: that night well there you go gang. Fall there, in That love. is so beautiful That's beautiful fall in love at the north american Bitcoin. find line. your
1: wife at a strip club <laughs> found my wife at a strip club, but she
0: wasn't stripping. Huh. Don't be she kidding. was waiting tables.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, Mo, this is what, the seventh? I finally understood why it's called the Bad Crypto Podcast. Uh-huh. It's just True. now.
0: Because because now. <laughs> <laughs> it just clicked. All right, this is my third try to get this question out, and then this thing is totally off the rails. Is this the seventh year for this event? This is the seventh year. Wow, so you're you're like a crypto OG. You know, you got in this. Uh, so the first event would have been what 2013? Is that right or fourteen? Uh, 2013. Or yeah, and in that year, how many people attended?
2: We did it in a comedy club in Amsterdam for like 150 people. Awesome. Uh, that was a, that was a really small event. Well, uh, it, does anybody give a shit about the history of it? No, I, well, so. I don't. I, I, I mean, do. yeah, I like- uh,
1: the question so yeah dude there's no other conferences like you guys have been around a long time that's pretty epic we I mean, a lot of these parties really really are fly-by-night crypto events you guys you got some you guys got some longevity yeah you're goddamn right
2: uh it started off as a funny idea i heard about crypto at a supply chain conference i was working for in 2011-2012 I started looking online and Bitcoin talk was the only place to go. And Bitcoin was the only coin that existed. And I just posted on Bitcoin talk saying like, Hey guys, uh, there's a lot of people talking here and you guys should probably meet each other. That would, that's probably good for the industry for everybody to put a username to a face or a face to a username. Mm -hmm. And so I made the first super budget event Uh, the second event in Bitcoin history, right before mine was a Bitcoin San Jose a couple months earlier which was the first event and then we did ours in a comedy club in amsterdam in, amsterdam uh, the, in europe in europe that amsterdam yeah. not amsterdam well, new the, york
1: well there's an amsterdam in missouri it's really small there's like 20 people live there so i don't know exactly where amsterdam, it was.
0: damn it Travis! Stop.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and what else was there
2: yeah no we had like vitalik was on stage talking about quantum computing and how to buy a magazine on line what with was he line. like eight years old or something he turned 7 at the conference so we had a big birthday party but he he, awesome. made, he and and then 6 months later he launched Ethereum at our event in Miami so wow uh, and then with the, the fly by nightedness of all these events there's every event has some good in it there's there's so many events it seems like there's one a week but um what happens in the industry which is interesting is there's a lot of serendipity and you get to meet interesting people, and maybe the content's not great, and maybe the venue's not great, but maybe you run into somebody who's really cool and has a great idea but is shy or couldn't travel to other events, and you wind up doing something with them. That's certainly the case has been for myself and many people where you just run into somebody, meet a, long, meet, meet a, meet a friend for life, and uh, maybe maybe work together, you know?
0: I want to meet uh, Francis X Suarez, the mayor of the city of Miami there, and make a friend for life. He's an X-Men. He's one of the X-Men. That's awesome. I mean, I'm looking here at the list of who you've got. And besides the mayor of Miami, you've got Nick Spanos, who is a true OG. Bobby Lee is coming. Brock Pierce is speaking. You've got Marco Santori, the president of blockchain.com, Alex Tapscott, who we've actually wanted to get on the show, him or his you know, brother for some time. Maybe we could finally make that happen. Uh, this is a stellar list. You know, who else do you want to put the spotlight on here?
2: This, this is the who's who of crypto in in our opinions we curate a good list of let's say we try to get maybe ten percent of the top hundred top hundred coin CEOs and put them on stage give them a space to talk and give them a a platform to talk to about their new ideas and what's going on because yeah we 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 are very lucky to have such a stellar list we have even more joining soon but I uh, see you've now. got us
0: on there now uh, the bad crypto podcast. Mm-hmm. So it was a good show. Now it's going to be bad. Yes, but we put you
2: in the hangover slot on the third day, even though it's a two-day conference. So uh.
1: <laughs> that's exciting. Yeah, we're going. You know what? It's like it's so interesting to see. You know, so many people who have been in this space for a long time, and you and you got you have a great relationship with Marshall Long, and he's going to be on the Bad Crypto show with us. He's actually the guy who helped build our Bad Coin, <clears throat> which is really which is really cool. Which we've just set up. Our association, which is the Bad Coin Asset Development
0: Association, it's badass, Mo. Well, we, we didn't set it up. Uh, an outside team oh, that true, got set up, finally got game. set up. It's exciting. <laughs> these are some shameless
2: love, plugs.
1: I just, the, I just love the badass. It is good. It's just the badass. There, the there's
0: no shame, there's no shame
2: at all. None. There's no That's, shame in the nope. game. That's shameless plugs. Marshall's another one of these guys which are just so hard working
0: and uh non-stop and also og for the longest okay time I kept- so i just want to say that's not entirely true because marshall and i are friends on the steam platform the gaming platform not steam Ed. Hmm. But, and i see him because it tells you when somebody's playing a game and i see him goofing off all the time so let's define hard working here
2: in in all his uh, activities, whether online and offline, he gives it a hundred. Okay, so you know, but he's... he also he's also running all this stuff with the esports, and he's he's involved yeah. with the T, uh, Rocket League. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. research
0: goal. He's got to be on there to be doing research. research. I ah. Listen, you know, I'm I'm in there too. I'm I, the reason I see him online is because I'm goofing off too. But that's you know the beauty of being a, a solopreneur and doing your own thing is you do what you want to do and you learn how to work smart, not hard. People who are successful, you know at what they do, don't need to spend the long hours hustling and grinding. You know how to get stuff done. Efficiency is something which
2: should be prioritized in more workspaces.
0: So what else is going to happen at the conference besides all these incredible speakers? So we do an annual, so I I walk you through a normal North
2: American Bitcoin conference. And by the way, thank you so much for never have coming for the last seven years. You're
0: welcome. Um, Thanks for, thanks for never having invited us. Duh.
1: We were going to come last year, but then we did not Oh, cool. Good story. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean,
2: it, it's not easy to be in the space for so long and never have come to one of the North American Bitcoin conference events. Um, anyway, so here's here's the breakdown for uh, you, virgins.
0: I, I just um, want to say, I think we've just been conference shamed. What is? this space now? This is a cancel generation.
2: So Wednesday evening is a pre-party kickoff party for the event. We've been doing it at the Clevelander Hotel. Uh, It's on South Beach. We put the big Bitcoin logo on the side of a hotel uh, so everybody driving can see the logo. And people get there anywhere from noon till midnight and meet everybody that's coming to the event. And that's on the 15th. That's on the 15th. Yeah. People relax, have a drink, network, low stress environment, just hang out with their friends they haven't seen since last year or since who knows how long um there's a dance floor there's a good dj uh it's fun that's sort of how we get people interested or excited about the event is first networking it's miami it's a time for people to let their hair down and relax so uh, we're aware of that we we aren't uh having an event in new york for suits it's going to be fun and and we believe that the most value people get out of events is hanging out and networking with other people and talking straight yeah and then on the 16th and 17th we have two full days of conference with the best speakers great networking there's a bar uh at the event so drinks from 10 a.m or 9 a.m whenever miami allows us to serve alcohol people are able to have a beer go outside by the water hang out and uh network listen to speeches whatever and in the evenings we have networking events as well open for everybody. This year, like last year, we have a blockchain week where there's going to be events every night of the week prior to like Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, both day and night events organized by people in the community or organized by the blockchain center with uh, Erica and the team there uh, for people to hang out. So whenever somebody comes to Miami, they're going to be uh immersed in the blockchain bitcoin miami experience
1: so so you got you've had some prolific speakers there in the past and you have a lot of them that are going to be back again like for folks who like you say the virgins who've never been to this before like those who you have on stage who would you say is the can't miss like if you can only see a couple of sessions like who do you like Cause you got some amazing speakers and there's some of them, a lot of them I've never seen, you know, speak before. So who would you say, Oh, damn, you got to make sure to see this person. You got to see this person. Mm. Yeah, it's a great question. I think it
2: depends what appeals to you the most. If I was giving you the highlights, what you need to hear, you got to hear Nick Spanos talk. When he speaks, he brings the revolution. He reminds everybody why they're in this industry and what the value of all that we're doing is, mm. At the same time, it's a bit sobering, but listening to a regulation panel about what hurdles there might be coming against, and maybe an investing panel to see what new opportunities exist and what what's coming up. All the speakers are fantastic speakers. We make everybody submit a, a video of themselves speaking before we put them on, just to make sure they're going to be quality. And also, everybody only gets fifteen minutes because if they're boring and they're and they suck you probably only realize it after a few minutes and then you're only stuck for another few minutes so except
0: for the bad crypto podcast live which has 40 minutes on stage yep man we're going to suck doubly right triply even you I'll keep calling cut. people you know virgins too you know like i'll bird. just i didn't i'll cut the mic when it goes too long conference for the first <laughs> time Except oh, you're yeah. going to be
1: on the stage with us and you're not going to have the cord there mr mo
0: oh that's right that's right Uh-oh. well let's let people get registered you guys need to come on out to miami for this event the website is btcmiami.com and when you go to the page and go to registerify yourself we have a discount code for you it's true 25 percent off for members of the Republic of Bad Cryptopia, use the coupon code Bad Crypto 25, Bad Crypto 25, all one word on the ticket page. You will get a 25% discount on those tickets. And uh, maybe we'll do a little uh, bad meetup there, Travis. What do you think?
1: That could be fun. We're actually talking about doing some fun stuff with some non fungible tokens. So there might be a limited edition Bad Crypto thing there we're working out the details but it, 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 we're starting to do some fun things around that so you're going to want to come there there's only you can only get it if you're there do you
0: and guys put
2: what? fun and fungible
0: oh damn it you took my my punchline mo i mean you literally just reached down my throat took those words right out of my mouth dude All now right. he's
1: dancing he's doing a dance we need to get this we need to get this an animated gif of Mo dancing so so i noticed on the web page like as your are your regular glasses they're like part of the north american bitcoin conference logo is that the mm-hmm. deal they're just up on the wall like those are Mo's glasses that's the mark and when
2: you come you'll also get a free pair of socks with my glasses on them oh man this is so exciting
0: maybe we've got some bad coin socks left travis if we got any we can bring mo a pair of uh bad coin socks that's true we got a couple pair of love. love that Most awesome. Well, dude, we uh, we're excited to be coming out. We hope that um, our listeners, you guys, if you're going to come to a conference to kick off the year, this is the one to go to, right? This is is the annual event now in its seventh year, btcmiami.com. Mo, I'm sure that you will look forward to personally greeting everybody who walks through the door. I will shake every listener of the Bad Crypto
2: Podcast hand and then wash my hands.
1: That's good. Hey, wait a second. I don't want. I don't want to get out here too soon. Here is there any way we could maybe get some free tickets to give out to the Republic of Bad Cryptopia? Is there? You know what? Put the squeeze on you, Mo. Come on, hook up our peoples.
2: As the unofficial comptroller of Bad Cryptopia, I'm I'm going to give away. Let's say ten tickets to the listeners of the podcast. Mm -hmm. Mm. Ten. Mm.
0: What? Oh snap! Wait, how much are tickets? $800 each. Dudes and dudettes. Crypto guys and crypto chicks. 10 tickets. All right. So how can can they uh, register to win one of these?
2: Let me give you a link. You put it in the show notes. Uh, Click... Below, uh, you'll get to a type
0: form, and we'll just
2: raffle off and give away 10 tickets to your listeners.
0: There you go, gang. If you want to uh, register to win one of these 10 tickets, very generous. Uh, then Thank you, you Mo. Would, you're the best, Mo. You're going to need to go to our webpage and to our show notes for this. Okay, So you're going to go to badco.in forward slash three forty five that is this episode number badco b-a-d-c-o dot i-n forward slash three forty five and in the show notes you will find a link to a form that you can register to win one of ten complimentary tickets an eight hundred dollar value for uh, mm-hmm. the north american bitcoin conference in miami
1: mm-hmm. when would those be selected because folks want to know if they weren't selected and they want to buy the tickets when will they, when will those be da- dished out next Wednesday?
0: Okay, so uh, this episode, This episode is going out as of the evening of December 12th, so winners will be notified by the end of day on December 18th by the Bitcoin Miami team, right? Perfect,
1: yep. Very good. And if you did not get selected, you can still go to uh, the website, btcmiami.com. Use the code BADCrypto25, get a 25% discount. We want to see you. We're going to do some fun stuff there. We're doing our show live. It's Blockchain Week Miami. It's going to be cold and shitty in your city. So come to Miami.
0: Have some fun. Thanks, Mo. We'll see you there, brother. Looking forward. Thanks so much, guys. And Mr. Travis Wright, we have actually created a short link to that form for people who want to enter to win one of the 10 free tickets. If you go to badco.im forward slash Miami, there's a form there. Go fill that out and winners will be notified on December 19th. You have to fill out the form by December 18th. In order to win. And if uh, you know you got the Bitcoin sitting around or the fiat currency, just go buy your ticket. BTCMiami.com. Use promo code BADCrypto25 to save 25% off, courtesy of Mo. We'll
1: see you in Miami. Or, like my grandpa would say, Miami.
0: You know, Mo isn't just an OG, he's a moji.
1: Hmm he's an
0: emoji he's an emoji and that is a perfect segue to mo about our sponsor Moby pay the universal payment ecosystem that lets consumers <laughs> yeah
1: it's Pay. Moby Pay.
0: You can make secure fiat and digital currency payments around the world from your mobile phone in a matter of seconds. It's got an integrated reward and payment token. It's called MobiCoin, and it connects fiat and digital currencies directly to a global retail marketplace that gets you cash back on purchases. There are some big announcements coming from these guys, gang. We are advisors on Pay and we are privy to seeing what's coming. Of course, we're not financial advisors and, and won't recommend what you do with your money, but we're pretty damn excited for them to announce the partnerships that are in the works. Go to mobipay.io, get some free tokens, MBX tokens, just for visiting the page, saying hi, and filling out a form with your email. It's easy.
1: Around the world, around the world.
0: That sounds like our news music intro. Is that our new news music intro? I don't know.
1: You said something about Mubby Pay around the world, and that song just got stuck in my head, so I just wanted to make sure that it made it into the playlist. Oh, that's good. It makes it in my head, and then I got to blurt it out, and then needs to make it to the playlist.
0: You know, you can add them, by the way. All you got to do I is- I
1: can't. Work. No, it's such a weird thing. I'm not able to.
0: Oh, really? I don't think we
1: know. It's really hard to find. If you go on Spotify, so I think what is the link? If you go badco.in forward slash spot playlist or Spotify forward
0: slash playlist, yeah,
1: playlist, yeah. You go to that, but go to just if you just go to Spotify and type in bad crypto playlist,
0: it doesn't pop up. Hmm.
1: It's weird. It's like something. There's like some hit. No results for the bad crypto playlist.
0: Uh, That's because I called it. I called it the bad crypto song list song list yep there it is
1: there it is bad crypto song list mm-hmm. so what song was that you wanted me to add it was around the world i think it was it was a song i was like who's that by i'm not even sure is it daft punk it might be daft punk i think that's who it is oh. all around the world all around the world
0: i don't know but i'll, I'll add, i'm pretty it. sure it's daft Punk. Because even if it isn't, we just mentioned it. And with that, let's go to the news. And here we go looking at CoinGecko timestamped on December the 12th, 2019 at 3:53 PM Denver Mountain Standard Time. The crypto market cap just over 195 billion. Looking at the top 10, Bitcoin 71.93, Ethereum 144, XRP almost 22 cents, Tether 999, Bitcoin Cash 206, Litecoin 4362, EOS 258, Binance Coin 1471, Bitcoin SV, which Craig Wright says is the only Bitcoin, 9262, and Tezos making an entry into the top 10, perhaps for the first time, Mr. Travis Wright, $1.71, up 38% in the last week, which makes it on the in the top 100 probably the biggest winner for the week.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, the biggest winner for the week, Mr. Jokam, is NRG, which is energy. They popped up 52% this week. They're number 78 on the top 100. And then you have Tezos, as you did mention. Tezos went up 38%, which is a pretty nice run over the last seven days. And then you said pop into the top 10. Horizon, the ZEN token, that's number 80 overall at $6.06. That was up 22% this year or this week. Zcash up 8%, 18%. They're number 31 overall. There's one I've never heard of, and the volume seems kind of small. Those are my
0: favorites, the one we've never heard of.
1: I-Exec
0: RLC, which is number 86 overall. What's really interesting, Travis, is the biggest loser for the week. Who is that? Uh, So that was Matic, M A T I C. Oh, we mentioned it last week. Yeah. mm. Look at the chart for it. It was like, there it goes, straight down. I mean, on December 9th, that evening, volume spiked way up and it dropped from like four cents to a penny and a half in nothing flat. Man, that's a quick way to lose some cash. Yeah, if you sold, I
1: suppose. Mm. Well, I mean, who even knows? Like, I mean, if you had, some, if you bought it in, it looked like there was some pump and dump because the week before it was up forty something percent. It shot up and then shot back down. Like last week was one of the top ten people uh, as 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 they grew over that time. So,
0: did you just call it pump a dump?
1: Pump a dump. Yeah, it's, it's a like dump. It's the pump a dump. Pump a uh. dump. Mom. <laughs>
0: So Mark Cuban is back in the news and you know he's he's talked a lot about crypto and he hasn't been a huge fan of Bitcoin. Of course, Cuban on uh, Shark Tank. he's the, the billionaire owner of the Dallas Mavericks. And he answered a reporter from Forbes.com and asked you know if he thought that Bitcoin could be a reliable currency in the future. And Cuban said, no chance. I mean period. Paragraph. He's like, it, it can happen,
1: and he says not because it can't work technically, although there are some challenges, but rather because it's too difficult to use, too easy to hack, way too easy to lose, too hard to understand, too hard to assess a value. Which now, some he, of those things are accurate.
0: He does say that uh, it is a collectible, and if you consider art or gold a viable, stable financial asset, then then yes, it can be that. Now you know. The, um, the Mavericks have accepted Bitcoin for a number of years as a, a payment method for tickets and merchandise, the second mm-hmm. team to do so.
1: Yeah. And did, can I just say they chose the douchiest picture of him like
0: possible? Like, Doesn't he look like a complete yeah. nozzle? Yeah. <laughs> he looks like three nozzles there. <laughs> I'm sure he's a nice guy and super smart. Well,
1: they just picked him. Really, he's like he's got his thumbs up. He's got his arms crossed. Buddy's doing a thumbs up. Yeah. And he's got this each grin on his face.
0: Yeah, he looks very arrogant in it. Oh, uh, so I don't know. We'll see.
1: a Cuban sandwich.
0: Do you remember at World CryptoCon 2018? I do remember. We did our show on stage, and amongst the other guests that we had were. Big prediction that time there were that day, wasn't there? Vinnie Lingham and Ronnie Moas, who yeah. were a big former guest on the show multiple times and then decided that he wasn't going to be a guest anymore. But on stage that day, we were discussing the price of Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. You're going to make me laugh now. Uh, hey, Ronnie, if you're out there, I still love you. I don't know if Travis does, but uh, no. You're me.
1: gonna say we got we got Lenny Vingham, who is a former guest and a future guest, and then we have Ronnie Moaz, who is a multiple time past guest, not a future guest.
0: You just like <laughs> you're getting your words all funny. You actually just called him Lenny Vingham.
1: Lenny Vingham. Yes,
0: <laughs> that's great.
1: That's Lenny, a way better
0: name. <laughs> Lenny Vingham. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Well, what happened on the stage that day? It, <laughs> they had a bet. That it got a little heated, and Ronnie was saying, absolutely, it is going to reach $28,000 in 2019. And Vinny said, no way does it at any point reach $28,000. And uh, they, they bet right there on stage, $20,000 in charity. And so, you know, unless something really truly remarkable happens here, uh, you know, in the next few weeks and Bitcoin hits 28,000, Mr. Ronnie Moas is going to need to donate $20,000 to freeross.org, which is uh Ross Olbrook's legal fund.
1: And I think we have have some quick uh audio of that, don't we? I do believe that by the end of 2019, uh, Bitcoin will be at twenty eight thousand dollars. I mean, I mean seriously, look at my track record with Unity, and Dig. Don't don't give me a hard time. You can look and see. I'm very plain.
0: Why would you do that? <laughs> <laughs> That's horrible. Like, I, see, I still don't hold Dig against him. I think he was duped, like uh, a lot of other people, and he's still going after him. I I see his newsletter from time to time, and and he is still going. You know, after those people and uh, what?
1: Bless him. He's he now owes uh, Lenny another 28,000. Well, the thing is, it's 20. like it wouldn't even. It's, so the thing was so funny about this was that if Vinnie Lingham had he said, okay, I'll take that bet. If it's not $28,000, I'll pay you, I'll pay you 20 grand. Well, what he could have done at that time was like buy a Bitcoin and then hold it and then pay $20,000 to Ronnie Moaz, and then still have a little bit of profit left over if it had reached 28000 Yeah. But it didn't.
0: It's not Vinny Lingham. It's Lenny Vingham.
1: Lenny. <laughs> Lenny Vingham. Lenny.
0: Lenny and Squiggy. Oh, my
1: God. We should get, like, a fake Twitter candle like Lenny Vingham. Lenny Vingham. <laughs> <laughs> only say fake things about identity. About
0: Civic. Yeah, we'll let you guys handle that. Uh, I, You know, Civic is supposed to have a, a new wallet uh, coming out. They've been talking about it for some time. So I love
1: fake up parody accounts. They always crack me up.
0: Mm-hmm. So here's a Twitter account that's not fake, at Jack. Jack Dorsey, one of the founders of Twitter and the founder of Square and a dude who understands crypto, regardless of what we think of how he's run Twitter. And just yesterday, he did a tweet storm. It's about, I don't know, 20 tweets where he made the case for why Twitter can ultimately be decentralized. He said Twitter's funding a small independent team of up to five open source architects, engineers, and designers to develop an open and decentralized standard for social media. Uh, Now, this is a long thread here, and you can find links to it as well as all the stories in today's episode in our show notes at badco.in forward slash 345. But what do you think of this, Travis?
1: Well, you and I have had some conversations about this, and, you know, Twitter, you wrote a book on Twitter. You were so excited, three books, three books about Twitter. You, you had a Twitter obsession, I to say.
0: No, I just got there early, and a publishing house it's came true. to me and said, hey, can we pay you to write a book?
1: It's true. And then what, you, like, did another book and then another book? You just kind of read. You did new versions of that book, right? You updated it?
0: Are they different books? Yeah, No, it's, it's Twitter Power, Twitter Power 2.0, uh, and then Twitter Power 3.0, which was co-authored with my friend Dave Taylor.
1: Well, very nice. Very nice. So three Twitter Power books. So the point is, Joel's really excited about, about Twitter. I also was really excited about Twitter. I got in in April of 2007, and I just love that the accessibility to the world opened up when Twitter opened up to me. And I was like, oh, my God, look at all these amazing people all over the world that we now have, you know, tweet access to. Like, we can tweet at them, or if we're lucky, we can have a tweet conversation with them. And then you make friends. Like, and then, like, I don't know how many people that I've met online first before I met them at a conference somewhere else. You know what I mean? So Twitter, to me, I will always love the initial part of Twitter. What Twitter has become has become infested with bots. It has been infested with vitriol on both sides of the aisle. It's been now but then and then the leadership and the developers at Twitter, they, they've been caught on videotape talking about how they shadow ban certain people. they eliminate certain people from the platform. And it's become this thing where I just feels dirty to me. And not only that, you mentioned this, burn me once, burn me twice. Tell them about what they did to all the developers who built on their platform before.
0: Well, if you're a developer, you're already going, hey, tell them about this, tell them about, because you know, yeah. you know, in the beginning, Twitter was very open and said, hey, build applications. Here's our API and let's build this together. And And so people did. And then Twitter decided, OK, we don't need you anymore and you can't develop on our platform. And we're closing off a lot of your applications from accessing our API. And now we are a walled garden. So, you know, one time. They have, we've, we helped the development community. When I say we helped make Twitter what it was and then Twitter, you know, smacked them in the face basically. And now they're going to say, Hey, we're going to be open again with this decentralized. I don't know. You know, uh, to me, it's, it's like, I do not trust Jack or Twitter to do what is best for anybody but Twitter incorporated.
1: Yeah. You know, back when it was, was biz was there, and then, what was the first CEO's name? Uh, dude who Biz built Stone. Blogger. No, not not Biz Stone, but the other dude, the dude who built Blogger. Ev. Yeah, Ev. Yeah. yeah. When those guys were at the helm, it, it was a different sort of. A, it was. It was. It was sort of open, and they actually started out by building this podcast platform called Odeo. And Odeo, then they just had sort of an internal hackathon. Jack came up with the Twitter concept, and then said, "Hey, let's create this sort of thing." Now. Now here they're talking about creating this decentralized version of this, which could be a standard on its own and have Twitter being built on it. If it was a decentralized platform, if it was like Twitter that other people could build on and create their own, that's one thing because then Twitter would be released to the world. That's kind of what they could have done in the past, but they tried to control it. They tried to get a stock options. The investors and the VCs needed to have their exit. It was all about how much money they they needed. Then Jack went off and created Square, right? He's the CEO of Twitter and Square, and so he spends a lot of time thinking about money.
0: Yes, he does. Right. So we'll we'll see. You know, we'll right now. It's you. You know, Reagan used to say, "Trust but verify." I'm not like I'm going to skip by trust and just say verify.
1: Yeah. Right. And as George Bush used to say, he goes, "Fool me once." Fool me twice, can't be fooled again. right? Okay?
0: <laughs> you know who else said that?
1: Who said that? The Who. Yeah, yeah, well, they, yeah they said that. Won't get won't fooled get, well, They said again. it they won't get fooled again. Yeah, but it's like fool me twice. Shame on. you. Fool me once. Shame on me. Fool fool you twice. Uh, shame on. Uh, uh, you won't be fooled again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's good stuff right there all right moving right along here gang this article from our friends at cointelegraph.com a blockchain startup called SpaceChain is sending wallet technology to the international space station they sent their hardware wallet tech to iss this is uh you know space age man well you know what i
1: think the winklevosses did that also and they put it on on this rocket and so their keys are in space now so if you actually want to access any other bitcoin you got to go to space and get my private key that's like next level like where's your heart oh you have one of those treasures oh yeah i got it i got it in my bank in my vault at the bank oh yeah
0: well, mine's in space okay, yeah, mine's a sh- satellite. <laughs> a satellite just flying around there somewhere <laughs> Yeah, interesting stuff. You guys can dig into that a little bit more. We're not going to go deep into it, but it is an interesting. It's
1: my space treasure.
0: Mm-hmm. A space or. Very good. That's what that is. Nike, one of the big names in the corporate world, has patented a system that's going to tokenize shoes. They're basically making oh. non-fungible tokens uh, on Ethereum called crypto kicks. Not crypto kitties, not crypto kickies, mm-hmm. crypto kicks and at the patent describes a digital asset for footwear and ways to use it an erc 721 how do you use it you use it on your feet i mean
1: man, you know you know how many sneaker peeps are out there people I like man people love their sneakers like this is a whole collectible thing i saw this because i um, i'm a fan of the chiefs as we've talked about as i live in kansas city and there's like a lot of crazy stuff that happens around Patrick Mahomes now because he's so popular. It's on all these commercials and all this other stuff. So all these different things are sort of popping up. And there was a, some conversations around uh, around like all of his shoes. Like how do you know? Like how do you know if you got a whole bunch of shoes like that shoe? Like I got a pair of Jordans. They look exactly like the original uh, Jordan Three. They're very comfortable. They're all black. They look awesome. But they're fake Jordans. I got them off of a off of a Chinese website. And I think there's a problem. And I'm not trying to sell them to anybody. I got them myself. But it just seems like there's a big problem. Are these kicks real or not? Tying that to the blockchain, this is a very, very big use case for this.
0: Mm -hmm. And the way it would work, according to this piece, is that the token would be unlocked with the purchase of a corresponding physical shoe by linking a 10-digit shoe identification code with the owner identification code. So now you've got a way to uh, verify authenticity, That would happen. And Nike also suggests that the token creation may be linked to shoe sales, which would allow for verification of the scarcity of shoes in circulation. And and then they're taking a a hint from CryptoKitties saying that uh, in this patent, they could breed shoes basically. You could intermingle, (laughs) this is funny, or breed the digital shoe with another digital shoe to create shoe offspring. Which makes it a new, ta- in a new tangible uh, pair of shoes.
1: No, so it's like it's like Nike Kitties. It's like crypto kitties for your shoes. So you can make fake shoes, and then what? Can you then take that that shoe baby that you've made on the blockchain, and then go get it printed out and turn it into a real shoe? Because I know they have this Nike ID thing out, which like you can literally go just kind of like how we did uh, with that one company that sent us those shoes, uh, Dandy,
0: mm-hmm. D- undandy
1: undandy yeah undandy by the way
0: cool shoes shout out to them undandy.com custom shoes really really cool platform
1: yeah so now imagine those one ofs as undandy as an nft token these are the legitimate ones that we created you know shoe manufacturers saying the shoes they created are the exact ones that's in there so that there's the validity there so you know you're not buying a fake knockoff because It's so easy for these Chinese companies to create the knockoffs, and in reality, a lot of times, they're not even knockoffs. Like, for example, when I went to uh, Shanghai for a a Huawei event a couple of years ago, we went to this place that it was like an underground mall that sold all this legit stuff, but it was just like overruns. So say, for example, Gucci gives you enough, you get enough material to make 4,000 of these bags, but they only have an order for 3,700. Right, but so then what they do is they take the existing fabric, make new ones, and then they just sell those on the secondary market. So technically they're fake, but in reality they're the exact same ones that the other ones are. They're just not they're, they're just not sanctioned or whatever. So I think things like this are going to help solve some of that counterfeiting um, and and maybe get some of that police some of that.
0: Hmm. Interesting stuff. Shoe babies. You know, I've heard of people that uh, really need to go to the bathroom. By the time they do, they have a poo baby.
1: Or a food baby, like you've eaten so much food you got a food baby. It's yeah. True. I've heard of food babies, I've heard of poo babies, but I ain't never heard of no shoe baby. Now I have. Now I have. <laughs> you
0: you are the <laughs> Lennon and McCartney of crypto songs. That that's just <laughs> <laughs> I can call that the the shoe baby song, That's right good. there. That's good. Yeah, Nike, Nike, you might want to give you royalties for that one.
1: Nice. Okay. Next up, uh, <laughs> speaking of speaking of uh, taking the dues, uh, the Deutsche Bank, which if you look at it, sort of looks like I'm gonna I gotta drop a Deutsche. <laughs> <laughs> the Deutsche Bank research says crypto will replace fiat currencies by 2030, ten years from now. There will be no paper money. Now, folks, I will tell you this. We just had, we got earlier today, we got off an interview with G. Edward Griffin, hmm. and it's going to be, I think, episode 352 when it comes out. But wow, he talks about some of this and how, you know, these some of these powers that be, we're hoping that we could have a cryptocurrency down the road that's trackable and stuff. So it's interesting to see that. And I, I, do you think by 2030, you think that's the mass adoption and that stuff is going to oh, be pushed on us? By oh, this?
0: yeah. Oh, yeah no no doubt about it i mean when you look at uh, you know the web was really a new thing in 1994 and by 2000 uh you know all the the major corporations were on board and we were starting to see some uh you know companies really build tools that everybody was needing by 2005 when the internet came back from the bust you know so 10 years it took for the web to really be impactful on the world the smartphone came out in 2007 and that revolutionized you know how we engage and interact with our phones and and mobile devices and that only took what five years for pretty much everybody to be like i gotta have a phone and so here we are with blockchain um and every big bank you know is looking at this every fortune 500 company yeah it's trying to figure this out every government has got some sort of task force that is moving forward in some respect so 2030 totally
1: yeah well, I mean, that, that's it. It's like, how, how much of our stuff are we going to be utilizing it through with crypto? Probably a lot of stuff, but it's really up to the consumers. Which ones do we adopt? Like, if we acquiesce and say, okay, we're not going to use Bitcoin, we're going to use the USD Fed coin or whatever it is down the road or whatever the IMF creates or whichever one, if there is a way for them to wrangle us all into their systems, then we've done nothing but created our own noose right we're tightening our own noose now if we can actually get into the scenario where it's decentralized and away from these existing powers that be because control really is control really is um, a, a driving force for these leaders and these people that uh, are so influential in the world and um, you did mention task force mr. Joelcomb speaking of task force three men were arrested uh, for running a 722 million dollar
0: crypto Ponzi scheme, it was Blit bit club net, <laughs> yeah, bit, bit club. Uh, so there's two guys here one whose name has come up multiple times from people that I know who have mentioned his name. Uh, his full name is Jobadiah Weeks, but he goes by Joby Weeks. Another one is Matt Getch. Both of them are in the state of Colorado, here where I am, and Joseph Abel of california authorities are charging the first two with conspiracy to commit wire fraud which carries a maximum sentence of 20 years in prison as well as conspiracy to offer and sell unregistered securities i guess the third guy wasn't quite as central but he still is facing prison and fines and uh, so Bitclub, they're saying is basically a scam in fact the quote from uh, a guy who wrote about this on 99 bitcoins warned against it back in 2016 he said after gathering the facts i can't prove that bit club network is a scam beyond a shadow of a doubt i do however still think that bit club network's business model is lacking and wouldn't invest in it personally you know we don't know if it's a scam or not but the authorities are alleging that this is a ponzi scheme
1: yeah and there's also another one out there, OneCoin. So in November, a jury in Manhattan, they found this attorney guilty of laundering over $400 million on behalf of OneCoin's famed owner, Crypto Queen, who is what, Ruja Ignatova?
0: Ruja Ignatova, I am Crypto Queen. I am
1: Ruja. Ruja, I am Crypto Queen. Yeah, he was paid $50 million to launder his four hundred, her her $400 million. And then OneCoin website went offline And uh, apparently that scheme got over $4 billion over time. So, wow.
0: That is bad news for the crypto queen. Now, Travis, over the past few weeks, we've talked multiple times about China's central bank launching their cryptocurrency, the digital one. And here it is. It's coming, dude. Uh, China is planning to conduct the first real world test of its central bank digital currency. It's set to happen before the end of 2019. And, you know, who knows what this is going to set off? Uh, if, If the Central Bank of China successfully launches this digital currency and it becomes a state crypto, you've got one of the superpowers of the world that has beaten the United States to launching their own crypto and your most european countries all european countries really uh the rest of the world what is this going to do to the price of bitcoin
1: well i would almost say this what is it going to do to the price of gold and silver because according to max kaiser this digital currency is not just going to be a digital currency based out of nothing out of thin air he uh proposes that it's going to be backed by gold and china has been hoarding gold and they're going to tie their currency to gold according to max kaiser i don't know max
0: kaiser who's you're stacking your sets that's all you gotta do stack the sets stack them stack the sets stack all the sets and china is not the only one moving forward with the cryptos lithuania the european nation of lithuania is doing something really interesting as a country they are going to offer collectors the world's first digital token right for uh, coming from a country they are going to be offering The first digital token coming from a country to commemorate the independence of their country. In fact, they're releasing 24,000 tokens that will feature one of the declaration's signatories, according to their press release. It's not going to enter circulation. It's not legal tender. It's purely a NFT for collectors it's going to happen in spring 2020 and i think they're just trying to bring attention to the fact that they are a growing financial tech hub hubba hubba
1: yeah mr joe i mean these these crypto collectible tokens these things are starting to pick up pretty heavily i mean these these we're seeing these over and over again we're starting to see a trend develop with these with these nfts wouldn't you agree
0: mm-hmm. I would. In fact, uh, you and I are both getting pretty pumped about them. You know, coming from the marketing world, there are so many applications for this. And uh, I think we're, you're going to be hearing more from us about NFTs here in the near future. In fact, we're even looking at issuing some of our own collectibles. And so uh, congratulations to Lithuania. I'm going to want one of these collectibles when they come out. Yes. Very good. You know what I like about crypto collectibles? They don't take up space, right? You know, I've been, I've been to that place before where you acquire all this crap and you end up with boxes of crap and crap all over your shelves. And mm-hmm. now, like, my little collectibles, they're all in a wallet and they, they don't consume my, my living space.
1: Isn't that handy? Like, all you got to do really is open up an app and take a look at all your stuff. Now, I mean, that's one thing that I think would be so cool. There's a lot of existing physical type collectibles that could be digitized. Right. I think we're going to start seeing a lot of really interesting stuff. We're going to see more and more of this at events, uh, more and more of this in AR, like these types of augmented reality sort of NFTs tied to blockchain. You're going to see those all over the place.
0: It's going to be all insane. over the place. the games. Yeah, there's a big battle going on always on the Twitters and social medias of people saying, which coin is better than, you know, what other coin? Is EOS better than Tron? Is Bitcoin Cash better than Bitcoin? Of course, it's not. We know the answer to that. But a new game that's coming out called Chain Clash is going to allow crypto fans to battle it out in 3D fights. They're going to have avatars for each clan, including influencers and celebrities like brock pierce roger veer and crystal rose so you'll be able to fight i guess as brock and Hmm. uh i think that these guys might be on the show in the near future we're we're talking oh
1: man there there needs to be a a mr joe calm fighter oh man that would be so fun
0: and then we
1: could stream we could stream uh we could stream ufc fights of people beating up mr joe calm
0: Oh, dude, I think that they should make a Mike Tyson one wearing a bad crypto shirt.
1: Oh, that would be totally fantastic. I really appreciate that. That'd be you
0: totally could great. punch people in the mouth. <laughs> so they're actually in presale right now. Chainclash, Chain Clash, I believe ChainClash.com. Let me just double check the site. Yeah, ChainClash.com is the site. And again, if we can get these guys on the show to uh, to discuss this, we can learn more about what they are doing. Yeah. This is funny, Travis. <laughs> you found this story here yeah. on, on Yahoo. Apparently, well, I didn't we- find it on Yahoo.
1: I mean, we were, we were looking at uh, the NFT.nyc event that mm-hmm. we're maybe going to in, in February. And it's all about you know NFCs. And there's, there was a, a, a conference that was here in 2019. And I was watching some of the videos on them last night and just kind of familiarizing myself and seeing what other people have done. And so there was this one company called Nifty, uh, what is it called? Nifty Ga- Nifty Gateway, mm-hmm. and they're identical twins. The they're, they're the Cockfosters. <laughs> what? What's their name? Duncan, Duncan and Griffin Duncan and Cockfoster. Cockfoster.
0: It's it's two words. It's Cockfoster. Yeah. Man, could you imagine the crap that they got? You know, growing I up. I think
1: especially if they were from like Australia, they like, Cockfoster. Could you just Cock a little faster? Please.
0: <laughs> the Winklevi are partnering with uh, the Cockfosters, who are Winkle also. Voss
1: and the Cockfosters.
0: They're identical twins. Uh, yeah. So both of the twins were rowers. The, you know, the Winklevi rode in the 2018 Olympics. Uh, the Cockfosters rode in high school. And I know why you put the story in here. You just want to say Cockfoster.
1: No, 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 no. It's because the Winklevoss acquired the Cockfosters. And um, I thought that was interesting. And it's all about NFTs. And um, pretty good. You know,
0: these cockfosters are going to be laughing their way to the bank while you're making fun of their name.
1: I'm not making fun of their name. I'm the one giving them, I'm promoting them and congratulating them.
0: You're you're lifting their cock, Foster. Yes,
1: I'm raising <laughs> them higher. <laughs> all right. we're being so hard on me. <laughs>
0: Moving right along to somebody that we're not going to make fun of uh, because they're a sponsor of the show. (laughs) It's eToro, and they are planning to launch their own debit card next year to make it easier to spend your cryptos. You know, mainstream adoption is going to require making it easy for people. And so the new debit card could help further enhance the customer experience for eToro's now 12 million users. We've been telling people over 11 million. So we've not been lying because 12 is over 11, but they are now saying more than 12 million users. And uh, they're, they're wanting more people to adopt their app.
1: That's very cool. No, I think it's, I think it's great. Yeah. The fact that they're, they're launching their own debit card. That's huge. Being able to utilize the cryptos that you have in your account, or even, I don't know if they're going to be able to pull from the stocks that you're able to pull from. Like literally it's like, Oh, I'm going to, I guess I'll sell this one right now and use that money. Like, like (laughs) things are going to be convenient, going to be way convenient. Like all your assets your tradable assets and different assets are going to be able to be utilized on a debit card. Like that's freaking. Think
0: awesome. about this. In, in a few years, Travis. Okay, in just a few years, we're going to be tweeting things like, "I remember when you had to plug your your wallet in and and back up your private key and log into Ether Delta." You know, it's it, we're going to you know talk about the good old days. It's kind of like if you compare it to computing. I remember using MS DOS. Right before there was ever Windows or an Apple computer with point and click, you know, graphical user interface. I remember having to type in commands to use my computer for everything, for everything. But speaking of of Russian accents, Travis, we have review on the iTunes. It a review is from OXT 13. Uh, He gets five stars and he says "Bed" equals hilarious Russian accent. Uh, bad crypto boys at their best when doing accents, especially the bad Russian accent. Keep up the banter. You lift my spirits up every time I listen to you during this long, cold crypto winter. Mother Russia is proud. And what's that say? Then he's got some Cyrillic.
1: He says, stay bad.
0: Oh, is that Ocean Plowhole?
1: Yes, yeah, that's uh, it's Ocean Plowhole.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, Ocean, you're, all the plowholes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Thanks for the review, by the way. And please do, if you haven't yet, I know many of you in the Republic of Bad Cryptopia have not taken that one minute out of your life to say, hey, you know what? We kind of like you guys. We're going to go review you. Review us on iTunes or Facebook, you know, on our Facebook page or wherever you're you're listening. There's a lot of different podcast apps out there, especially if you're going to leave us a five-star review because we might read it. On the show, and then you'll become famous like this gentleman here, who wrote a review for Mother Russia.
1: Astavatsia plohim. What is that? Stay bad. Come
0: on. I thought ochen plohol was stay bad.
1: No, that's very bad.
0: Oh, astavatsia, astavatsia plohim is stay bad. Astavatsia plohim. Catch you guys on the next show. Thanks for listening. What he said. Astavatsia plohim.